The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 19th of November, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Got a good show for you, as I normally do. Yes, I had to take last week off for the Red Pill Expo, and I had a lot of fun there. So, uh, yeah, uh, for the Bearded Patriots uh, video channel on Rumble, uh, keep your eye open for... Uh, the uh, string of interviews that I did at the Red Pill Expo, yeah, I'm putting t- together a special video uh, once everything's ready. Like I say, keep your eyes open for that because it's going to be uh, l- later on uh, within the week. Also, other announcements, too, concerning Outlaw Radio. Um, I will continue to interview up-and-coming musicians. Um However, segments like Idiot of the Week is officially canceled. I'm no longer doing that. Um, you know, I'm and things are uh political uh discussions are are really going to continue probably a lot more than ever, uh, due to the fact that uh things in this world are just getting more and more serious. So I have to discuss this and help raise as much awareness as I can and bring knowledge to you people that enjoy listening. But, uh, you know, and I'll continue playing music, playing great music uh, from uh, up-and-coming artists and those that uh, are uh, not signed to any label that are independent or those that, uh, you know, I have permission to play their music. So, in the first hour of this show, I am speaking with a gentleman named Loy Brunson, who I met at the Red Pill Expo, and uh, he's got something uh, very interesting going on, yes, something that's going to the United States Supreme Court. And then in the second hour, of course, I've I've got uh, Mark Thielman and uh, Chuck Weiss. Uh, we're talking about uh, things with this last election going on in the state of Oregon. And in the third hour, I am joined by the icon, Stephen James, to uh, discuss more of the aftermath of this last election. Uh, Before I get to all that, I want to cue the first song of the show. Here is Coalition Fight Music with Wartime. And I'll be back with the interview with Loy Brunson right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. (laughs) 
from a rented basement because Bad Billy's mom threw him out. It's Outlaw Radio.
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey, 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. I wonder, if men think with the wrong head, do women speak with the wrong lips? Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Speak up, because you can. Your mind is a powerful tool, and so is your freedom of speech. So use it. It's what separates you from being a number to being an individual. Thoughts, beliefs, opinions, creativity. It's what makes you, you. Stand proud and say it loud. Know your rights. Know your freedom to speak. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters, Education Foundation, and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25 year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Wartime by Coalition Fight Music. And now it's time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with my guest, Loy Brunson. Here we go. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I am joined by Loy Brunson. Now, the interesting man, I must say, uh, if you remember the good old days of television, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, yeah, he made an appearance there. Yes, indeed. But, uh, you know, aside from uh, those accomplishments, uh, we've got even bigger issues to discuss. So, Loy, welcome to Outlaw Radio. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. It's an exciting pleasure to be here. Appreciate the invite. Yes, yes. So I do have to ask, since I brought it up, uh, though, because uh, people are going to want to know, uh, how was it uh, came to be that uh, you're on Johnny Carson blowing trumpets in his ears? <laughs> you saw that. My brothers and I are the Brunson brothers. I have three brothers, and uh, we actually got on, counting reruns, I think we got on about 60 national television shows back in the 80s. And uh, so we did it. Actually, we did 150 Liberace shows in 1984. Uh, the Liberace tour was the number one uh, money grossing act in the world, according to Billboard magazine. It took in more ticket sales than any other act, music act in the world. So we were able to participate in that. We, we were family oriented and it was a clean show. And we were asked to do it. So we were happy to happy to do it. Liberace would come out. Then it introduced us for a few minutes would play and then he'd come back out. But he 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 had to cut our best number because uh, our last number kept that the people were on their feet clapping. They wouldn't let him come back on. So, so, so yeah, we got, got exposed to a few people like Johnny Carson and uh, Johnny had us on and some others, Merv Griffin and did Christmas in Washington with president Reagan, 1984. Yeah. So. Oh oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I only know of uh, somebody else uh, who's a, me personally that uh, I know somebody else that's been on the tonight show with both Jay Leno and Johnny Carson. Of course, that'd be uh, the Braun, Muzzy Braun and his kids uh, right here out of Idaho. And I'll just tell you, they kind of, it's amazing because they live the Amish lifestyle for the most part. They drove cars and all that, but they, they live out, out in the middle of nowhere uh, and uh, with no electricity and no telephone anything like that uh <laughs> oh man but uh yeah they, uh, they like that simple lifestyle nothing wrong with that so uh, yeah who wouldn't, who wouldn't like that lifestyle yeah <laughs> uh, a lot of people these days but uh <laughs> i don't oh, know i i i could think i could give up the internet and, ele- and electricity to live like that i mean i'd miss it but uh i don't know there's get it I've, I actually have had the thoughts of if I wasn't a family man already, you know, I'd go out in the mountains and be a hermit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, the important issues here is uh, basically uh, 
you know, the 2020 elections, basically, you're pointing out uh, that uh, several elements of our Constitution were utterly ignored. And um, the fact that it's interesting in your pocket Constitution, you're saying uh, promoting socialism is actually a felony. So in that case, uh, AOC over in New York, she needs to be behind bars if that's the case. But uh, no, um, yeah, um, it, the, but correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the, it may be a bit too late now since it's been almost two years to overturn the election, but it's never too late for a good lawsuit and to remove some people from office. Well, good. And, and the people need to understand that this uh, Supreme Court petition that's really new. I mean, six, six days from now, the U.S. attorneys have the deadline of responding with, a, with an opposition if they choose to do so. And then it goes to calendar. So this is this is on track right now. This has already gone past the first level of where if you don't do it right and it's you know ridiculous, they send it back to you. They just send everything back. So this has gone past that point, and they've actually communicated with us requesting more materials. So uh, people need to understand that this is not about the outcome of the election. This is about a mountain of evidence presented by a hundred credible members of Congress proving that there needed to be an investigation into the corruption, into the voter fraud. And the fact that they didn't allow even a 10-day investigation uh, charged my brothers and I have two brothers, the three of us that are doing this, uh, we decided we needed to do something about it. So we basically in federal court sued every single member of Congress that refused to allow a 10-day investigation. So they are the defendants. So we have 388 defendants, three of which are Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Mike Pence. So we have 385 members of the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate that we're suing. And the Supreme Court now has the legal and constitutionally authority to remove. A lot of people don't understand this, but with the right case, the Supreme Court does have the power and authority to remove federal officers from their offices. And so they have this now in front of them. So if uh, we get a majority in favor of removing Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and 385 others from office, they can do it. So the the question here I have is um, obviously, um, you know, that uh, you you remove uh, you remove Joe Biden, you remove Kamala Harris. And then you've got uh, the Speaker of the House. Uh, the the words President Pelosi just. Uh, well, she's a defendant, too. She would be removed as well. Oh, really? So she's on yeah. the list. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There are 385 members of Congress that are defendants. So 385. So out of, out of 535 members of Congress, there are 385 that are subject to removal with this petition. So basically, this would be getting the broom and sweep a mountain. We got to reform everything. It certainly would, and I think behind every removal, there's probably at least ten or twenty or a hundred people that would love to take their place. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Uh, the uh, the corruption, though. I mean, the when uh, Trump was said drain the swamp, he wasn't kidding. I mean, uh, the swamp is exactly what it is. I mean, you step into it, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you're, you're going to get stuck in that muck. 
and you're you're probably going to be past your knees so your your legs better be strong to tread through that plus you know uh all the uh the venomous critters that are around so so yeah it's he wasn't kidding when he said we got to drain this swamp it's well bad. and 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 what he did he in a way he pulled the plug by appointing the justices that he appointed, Kavanaugh, Barrett, and Gorsuch. Okay. So this case could be the plug out all the way. And it literally a huge step forward in draining the swamp. Not only does it remove them from office, but it strips the current and future members of Congress from the immunity that they've been hiding behind doing their dirty deeds. So this case uh, would be a landmark case in favor of the oath being binding. Article six of the constitution is very clear. It demands that every representative, federal, state, and local, that they take an oath, that they be bound by oath, article six, bound by oath to preserve, protect, defend, uphold the constitution, to obey the constitution. And uh, they have been protected by their unconstitutional immunity statutes, Title 28 U.S. Code, and uh, this would strip them of that so they would be forced to be more of a representative than they would be a dictator dictating and voting for unconstitutional laws. Very, very interesting uh, indeed right there. Um, so, so uh, yeah, that, that would mean pretty much uh, a complete re- reform of everything because, uh, I mean, yes. Who do you who do you have left? I mean, I mean, uh, we're talking enough people to populate a small village. Well, we're t- we're t- Josh Groban, t- Ted Cruz, and about ninety eight others uh, were in favor of this, and there are others that didn't vote at all. So, in our this is how it would affect our state. We would only have uh, John Curtis. I mean, not John Curtis. I'm sorry. We would have uh, we would have Burgess Owens and Chris Stewart. The others would be dismissed their credentials would be invalidated so Mitt Romney would his he would be out Chris uh, let's see John Curtis would be out Blake Moore would be out and uh, the others would yeah did I miss anyone Mike Lee would be out actually too he he voted against a 10-day investigation he should have stood up and said look I cannot perform my constitutional duty having to do with electoral votes until we satisfy this 10-day investigation into the evidence that's presented. And he should have done that. And if he had done that and and aligned himself with Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and others, then Mike would not be a defendant. But because he did not do that and he took a stand against it, he is a defendant. And the Supreme Court now has the power with a majority to remove him permanently from holding office, federal, state, or local. Yes, yes. You know, and, and uh, you mentioned Mike Pence, and uh, he was just on uh, ABC News, uh, an interview that uh, that just made my stomach roll. It was, I mean, he is when Donald Trump said that Mike Pence is a wimp and uh, called him a little bitch. And uh, rumor has it he said that anyway. No, I don't believe he called him that. Yeah, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, Pence, I, that right there, it, I just saw him, I, I could see the look in his eyes. 
And uh, basically, he was just catering to the, uh, just basically catering to everything that, uh, what uh, the, the radicals are putting forth. I disagree. I think it was. I think it was more uh, fodder for them to roll around in. I, I look at it as a love tap. He called him the sanctum, the sanctimonious. He didn't criticize his policy or decisions at all. And if you 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 see what happens is, I predict that these two people are going to be allies. They're going to support each other, and it's raising awareness and it's giving cause for more exposure. I think we're going to be surprised. I think uh, they will support one or the other in the end. Tremendously support. Uh, you're talking about stunt. I think it was a stunt. I don't. I don't think it was. No. I, I think Trump and DeSantis are really good friends. I think that was a stunt. It was a love tap. It wasn't real. I don't buy into that for a second. That uh, Trump uh, has negative feelings towards DeSantis or vice versa. Oh no, I'm not talking about uh, DeSantis. I'm, I mean uh, Mike Pence when he was uh, on ABC News. Uh, oh, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about DeSantis. I'm no, sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I uh, didn't see that. I didn't see what happened there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Pence was on ABC News, which you can. Uh, the uh, video is available on YouTube and he. I'll check it out. Oh, he, he's just crawling like a little weasel. And, and oh, Mike Pence is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. And, he, and he's, good. when he's asked questions, he's stumbling, but he said he had no authority to question or overturn that election. My, wow. my whole thing was, too, is the evidence is irrefutable to the naked eye, even to those who have not seen 2,000 mules. See, and we're not suing him and others because they didn't overturn the election. We're suing because they wouldn't allow a 10-day investigation. Yeah. So, so we're not suing about the outcome. We're suing about a fair election. Yeah. And Mike yeah. Pence, Mike Pence, committed an awful offense by not allowing that 10 day investigation to go forward. So, uh, so he has higher monetary penalties in the lawsuit than the others have too. Yeah. I, I knew, uh, from that day on January 6th of all days, um, you know, there, there was more that Mike Pence could have possibly done and he just refused. He, he basically, he didn't lose. He rolled over and died for him. He gave in. He gave in to the enemy. What he did was criminal, in my opinion. So he he deserves to be a defendant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just watch that. Watch that interview that was recently on ABC News. I will. And uh, just just he he looks like the cowardly little weasel rhino that he is. Yeah. It's too bad to see someone that could have been so good, so compromised and you know, and giving in to the pressure from the left. That's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, you know, cases such as yours, whether they be lawsuits or, or, uh, be put in criminal court, uh, they have been rejected time and time and time again, but, uh, yours finally got accepted by the U S Supreme court. And that's got to be exactly. good. Exactly. We went up the ladder. We went from state court to federal court to the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, the interesting point of this is that the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals did not make a decision. And so until the 10th Circuit makes a decision, you cannot go to the Supreme Court, technically. 
So after about four months of, of the 10th Circuit sitting on it, not making a decision, we felt like we were dead in the water. Like it would, it would never go, just sit there forever, would never go to the Supreme Court. So our legal guy got digging deeper and found that there's a special Supreme Court Rule 11 that allows you to bypass the 10th Circuit Court decision if it's at the 10th Circuit waiting for a decision, if it's a national emergency. So we took a chance and filed a petition under Rule 11, claiming that it was a national emergency, hoping that the Supreme Court would accept it as such, not telling us to go back and wait for a decision from the circuit court. Five, about five days after we sent it in, we received a phone call from the court clerk telling us that they had decided to accept our petition, and then they requested we add other materials in it. So they accepted the Rule 11, they accepted it without us having to wait for a decision from the circuit court. So meanwhile, after they did that, we were hurrying, putting it together and uh, getting it bound to get to them. And uh, the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals made a decision. So we called the court, the, the clerk up at the Supreme Court. And we said, what do we do now? Do we, can we just take that Rule 11 uh, platform out, out of it? And they says, yeah, you don't need it. Don't need it. So take it out. Make sure you have in it what we need. And we will go ahead and uh, move forward with this. So we did that. We went ahead and did that. And uh, we sent it on a Thursday. And they got it on a Friday. And the following Monday, the following Monday, the Supreme Court docketed it and filed it, showed it filed as, as uh, received on Friday. Showed it filed for, no, showed it filed for Thursday, the day we mailed it. So right now, because of that, the U.S. attorneys have six days from now to file an opposition. And after they do that, we file a reply, which will be quick. Then it goes on calendar. Hold on just, hold on just a second. Hold on. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we're, so we're pretty excited that they were able to characterize it as a national emergency. That's how we feel it, it was characterized. But you never know what's going to happen. It's going to go to conference. And if we get four justices in favor of it, it'll move forward. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, there's, there's got to be a lot of steps. And uh, I mean, uh, your your opposition, uh, to, uh, you know, like you said, going taking these steps is quite heavy, but it sounds like you know, unlike others, it's like you said, you worked up the ladder you, and um, got, you know, things like this, uh, you can't do them too fast. You got to, you got to well, work. You can't even, you can't even do them at all, really, because what they're, if you sue a member of Congress with a civil lawsuit, not having anything to do with, with, with a, a statute that you want, with something that you want changed from an order, from a legislative or executive order. You can't just sue Congress. You're if, I, if we'd gone to a law firm and said, hey, we want to do this, they would have said, well, first of all, you have to get permission from the sergeant in arms. You have to get a waiver. And then you go to a special claims court. You can't even do it in state or federal court. So this is a unique case. This is a civil lawsuit asking for damages and uh, from members, officers of the U.S. government. So the fact that we got it to the U.S. Supreme Court is unique. There's never been a case like this in front of the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah, this this is good. This is definitely interesting. I can't I can't begin to tell you that uh, I understand all of it because I 
because I don't. But, uh, you know, over the last two years, too, I mean, we we seen we watched as uh, the election was stolen, you know, and and people can argue with me to the day till kingdom come, whatever, you know, uh, my first clue that something was wrong was when California calls before my state of Idaho. And that has never happened. And it was still kind of early over there. You know, that means that uh, that a lot of people got denied their votes when they, you know, I mean, people get have to work during the day and then they, they have to go uh, vote after work. And, and so uh, people like that were, were completely pushed away. Yeah. And well, and the, another unique part of this case that we feel great about is no one can say it's about no one should be able to say it's about the outcome. We're not we're not suing because we didn't get our our choice in who we voted for, who we want is irrelevant to this case. What is relevant to this case is that no one, Democrats, Republicans, independents were able to participate in an honest and sound election, an honest, sound constitutional election. They were deprived of that right. And so the these the members of Congress that prevented that from happening, that is a serious cause of action. That could be considered criminal. It could be considered treason. It should, could be considered giving enemies aid and comfort, enemies of the United States, comfort and aid. So we're going, so our suit, like I said, is not about the outcome. It is about the election process and how the defendants didn't stand up and do a thing for us to help initiate a simple 10-day investigation before accepting those electoral votes. And then one thing that's never brought up, Loy, is uh, that day uh, on uh, election day two. And this is never brought up, and I've talked about it on this show a few times is uh, is blatant treason caught on film and they're doing nothing about it. Such as, such as yeah. uh, there there were people that worked in post offices burning bags of uh, mail in ballots. Yeah, uh, another guy uh, opening each mail mail in ballot, and if it was for Trump, he was tearing it apart and throwing it in the trash. Uh, Excellent and, point, and this, and this these are the evidences that has, should have been investigated. <clears throat> they weren't. No, no, and and the evidence is right there. It'll, but right. You got, but you got Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Jack Dorsey who uh, who who say, "Oh, we're going to hide these videos for your protection. We're on your side, but we, you know we got to dispose of the evidence, or you're going to get in a lot of trouble." Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the Supreme Court has the power to clean that up with one one case, with one petition. They have the power. Now, three of the justices have voted in favor of supporting election fraud type Supreme Court cases. Okay, so those three, we believe, are conf we're confident that they would support this case. The three additional ones are Barrett and Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, and we believe they would as well. So we think there is a possibility that we'll have a six to three, at least victory with this in the end. Yes. Yes. And then once you, uh, you have victory, I mean, uh, what happens after the, after that, obviously, uh, since it's a lawsuit, some people are going to have to pay, but will they remain in office is the bigger question. 
Well, what, what I think could happen is the U.S. Marshals, when they're given a federal court order, especially Supreme Court or Circuit Court order, if they don't execute it, they go to jail. They're arrested. So the U.S. Marshals would, would bring the order to the sergeant in arms, and the sergeant in arms would then be ordered under criminal prosecution, if not, to, to actually cancel the credentials of the defendants, of the respondents. So that could happen be when Congress is out of session and when they show up, if they haven't been notified, their credentials simply would not work. And then their offices would need to be cleaned out. So the actual mechanics of it all happening is, I don't know, but I think there are people in place that could make that work. So we've got the ball over the goal line. We feel like we'll see what happens next. Yes, yes. Then again, uh, you know, we got we got to watch for like uh, dirty referees who will see that it's a clean score, but wave it off. You know, well, it's the justices. It's the justices. They can make the decision. Look, the president and the legislature and the uh, majority of the House and Senate couldn't do anything about Roe versus Wade. They squealed and they complained, but they couldn't change it, could they? No, they could. Pre- right. So the same with this. They wouldn't be able to change it, but we'll see what happens. We're just excited that it's where it's at, and we'll see in six days or seven or eight, it should be the docket should reflect a, a date for conference. Yes, yes. Now, I want to ask you, as uh, as you know, a lot of foul play is also expect, uh, suspected in this last election, and even here in Idaho, too. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you before I get into that, is uh, uh, Pocatello area, there was a uh, Jake Stevens, who was uh, uh, running for state representative in that district, his opponent is a blatant communist. I'm not even going to say say socialist. Oh, sure. He sure. is he is a blatant communist. He yeah. He's such an idiot, too. That you know he thinks oh, uh, you know he, I mean he's got the look of a blue collar worker. This guy, uh, uh, Nate Roberts, who who the this guy is uh that was jake stevens was running against he's got the look of a blue blue collar worker but uh you know i mean one of the statements he made that we know is a bunch of crap he said that raising the minimum wage is going to bring in revenue to small businesses Uh, no it doesn't work that way in fact it's the very opposite when you do that right yeah, these people are liars and criminals, and they're getting away with it. And we we feel like this is like the Achilles heel. Once we strip them of their immunity, state and federal, they won't be able to get away with the crimes that they're committing, and that's what they are, crimes. So I have to I have to go. I have another appointment here. You want to continue at another time? Is this recording? You're yes. recording, Mark. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think uh, we've recorded enough, too. It's, I was right. just going to say really quick, too. You know, after they stopped counting votes, uh, Jake was in the lead, but uh, then uh, he, uh, they, they, well, they stopped counting votes, and then all of a sudden, overnight, uh, Nate Roberts wins, and we're talking a, a communist candidate in a red, red state. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, this would this would fix that too. This would you. This would be a huge wave of cleansing, is what this would be. Oh, that's what uh, we need is a big cleansing. Anyway, yep. uh, do you have anything you wish to plug or if anybody wants to reach out to you, how can they do so? Sure, sure. Go to sevendiscoveries.com. Seven, like the number seven, discoveries, plural, 
com seven discoveries.com and they can learn more about the case we're going to post the case we're going to give people opportunities to get an actual physical copy of exactly what the supreme court has showing them the format and what this case is is literally so they can do that and if they wanted to go and make a donation there too they could do that to help along the way all right well loy i appreciate your time best of luck to you and please uh, you have my number keep me posted of what's going on okay I will, Billy. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. See you. Bye. All right. There you just heard the discussion with Lloyd Brunson. Like I said, best of luck to him in this uh, taking this lawsuit to the Supreme Court, as I think this issue needs to be paid attention to. Yes, indeed. Time to go to the first set of the show. Coming up, we have Twisted Asylum, going to be followed by Tex Westus, Charisma G, Tommy Vexed, and Dave Nudo Band. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
catch your wife in a full mount with an unsanctioned opponent? Has your better half gone up three weight classes? Randy Couture, divorce attorney. Have you taken enough of a beating? Are you ready to tap out of your marriage? Then you need me, Randy Couture, divorce attorney. He's right on the case. He'll punch your ex in the face, yeah. I'll save you every dime, even if I have to choke somebody to do it. Keep your house. He'll help get rid of your spouse. Return clients, be sure to ask about our customer loyalty discount. Randy Couture, divorce attorney.
And I fuck this track, no safe sex And I'm still up at my apex These niggas at they pivotal This the hood shit that I'm giving you This the type of shit they don't listen to You ain't about that life, nigga Do whatever you like, nigga Don't run up expecting a fight, nigga I poke you with that knife, nigga No Facebook Y'all sweeter than some cupcakes Millimeters leave your face mush Fuck fakes, you can't touch base Yeah, nigga Beat with me, you ain't great danger Look at the hole that they digging you You gon' hit me out like mystical I'm futuristic, y'all mystical I'm analog Y'all digital, whatever way I'm killing you I'm killing shit like Cujo Y'all softer than Benji You can't fuck with me, so the only option is the envy I be on my G shit, this my for your blood is in me
fighting Look at you women crying Look at you young men dying The way they've always done before
There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at hunterathletic.myshopify.com. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. 
And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray product. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. There are also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit. The shit. Fuck shit. Shit. Fuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics. IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Dave Newell Band with Betting on a Bullet. Before that, Tommy Vexed with a cover of Guns N' Roses, Civil War. Before that, Charisma G with Strapped Up. Prior to that... Queen of My Own Heart by Tex Westus, and starting off the whole set, Fuck the Government by Twisted Asylum. Yes, I love that song. Yes, indeed. All right, moving right along, uh, discussing uh, some of the aftermath of the 2022 midterm elections with uh, Chuck Weiss and Mark Thielman. Here we go. 2022 Midterm Elections. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving right along, I am joined by Chuck Weiss and Mark Thielman, both out of uh, the beautiful yet uh, liberal taking over Oregon. Yes, indeed. And uh, we got some uh, we got some important issues to talk about uh, concerning this last midterm election. I mean, I suspected foul play in Pennsylvania. There's definitely a foul play here in Idaho. And no surprise, there's foul play going on in uh, Oregon, of course. I think there has been for quite some time. Uh, but uh, uh, whoever wants to start, uh, I'll, let, uh, I'll let you guys uh, go from here and explain exactly what's going on. Well, just to give people a little bit of background, so uh, I took a trip down to Texas and met with some national people who were connected to election integrity and a variety of different uh, camps and even some Democrats. And I started to see a pattern uh, regarding how the courts dismissed all the lawsuits. And um, so this is where Chuck and I got connected and we sat down and we did something that's been canceled. We tried to intellectually create a strategy and a pathway that we thought would be palatable for our liberal courts in Oregon, but also uh, powerful for the layperson to understand 
how constitu- the Constitution works and what their constitutional rights are. So uh, basically, we, we came up with a plan not to necessarily try to prove voter fraud, because that seems to be a high bar. And that was the criteria that most judges were using to dismiss the, the almost 60 cases that were filed in 2020. And, uh, you know, not significant and never, uh, never quantified what significant was, of course. And um, so for us, we said, you know, any voter fraud is significant. Any, a, a single fraudulent vote diminishes the uh, value of, of, of a citizen's legal vote. And so it, it becomes a game of semantics. So what I saw was that if you were in Jim Crow South, back when it was separate but equal, back in the 50s and 60s, for example, a gas station might have a garden hose for people of color to wash their hands with after they use the bathroom versus uh, whites only had a nice sink. And this was fairly common in the South in those days. And a lot of times uh, nonprofits from the North would come down and they would sue the gas station and in federal court and they would win. And then the Georgia legislators would go, well, that was just one gas station. And I, what I noticed was that Democrats and progressive judges were using the exact same argument. That's so, for example, Mesa County, Colorado, that was just one example of voter fraud, if it even was voter fraud. Uh, the, the three counties or two counties in Wisconsin, another example. Well, that was two counties. So I wanted to give people that background. So what we did is we came up, we sat down, we had a, a meeting. This is where democracy really works. You know, meeting uh, over a, at a tavern and uh, or a sports bar, if you will, and uh, shooting shooting the ideas around, but being very serious that something will come from it. So we decided to file a federal lawsuit, and we decided to make it not just a multiple plaintiff lawsuit, but a class action lawsuit. Both those are a little bit higher bar and help us uh, give us a little bit more leverage to survive what we're expecting to be um, uh, motions to dismiss. And instead of suing all counties in Oregon, we decided to pick the top 12 offenders and uh, plus the the secretary of state. And here's what the case alleges. It says that due to widespread voting anomalies. So we don't even have to prove fraud. We just have to say something doesn't look right. The Mesa County thing, uh, depending on whether or not you believe it was one election worker like the uh, attorney general Colorado believes or the true to vote people who say it was outright algorithmic fraud. None of that's important for the lawsuit that we have filed. What's important is that it was uh, the errors for both arguments were discovered through forensic imaging. So the, we, we made a motion to seek and have the judge require forensic imaging at the beginning of the election, in the middle, and at the end. Um, that motion was, guess what, denied. And um, so the, the, the best part about it is, though, is... Um, uh, through the process of that motion, we really were able to hone our arguments down. And what's nice is, is that, you know, we can get an affidavit from somebody who maybe didn't vote because they don't think their vote counts. Or we can get an email sent from somebody who says, you know, um, I didn't vote because, um, you know, why, why bother? Or we can get correspondence from people who did vote, but don't have a high degree of confidence that their vote counts. All of these things disenfranchise the voter. So that's the premise of it. It's no different than Jim Crow. So we even cited in the claim Brown versus Board of Education of Topeka, Kansas, which is the progressive, you know, icon of civil rights. 
that case. It desegregated schools, it desegregated uh, uh, businesses, it desegregated uh, parks and et cetera in the South. And uh, in, so, but it's the same argument here. If you suddenly have voting machines that don't work in Maricopa County, Arizona, and now Republicans are trying to vote and they're stacked up around the block and eventually some people just quit and go home, which they did by the thousands. Uh, that is an example of the government disenfranchising a blocker or a group of, of people. In this case, can, you know, uh, election day voters, if you will. So I hope that makes sense. Um, I don't want to get too into the details of it, but it's really, really a good case. It's a civil rights case. And it says the government is the bad actor. And uh, they're disenfranchising uh, other pieces of evidence. They're charging in some counties in Oregon $54,000 for, for seat or cash vote records. In Multnomah County, which is the most populous county, they charged uh, 180 bucks. So the very fact that there's inconsistency among the counties is another form of disenfranchising. How do I, the, the citizen, know my vote was counted? You know, I mean, I, I know I put it in the drop box or I know I went into the county elections office or I know I, I mailed it through the mail. I can go and they can say, yeah, we received your envelope. But how do I know it's counted? See? And, and I would add to that, Mark, that based on the analytics of this last election, there's a very strong suspicion you could derive from the way the numbers came in that your vote wasn't counted. And in fact, votes were being manipulated. And we have some evidence of that from the Drezabot analytics. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, well, you know, I'd love to divulge all the graphs and details, but we'll save some of that for court. But what, what Chuck's saying is, is that um, all the only votes that matter are the ones turned into the Secretary of State, ultimately. That the Secretary of State's tally becomes um, the, certif the certified tally. Um, but in many races, both here in Oregon and in Nevada and Arizona, for example, there were candidates who had zero votes for either hours or 20 or a whole day. Like in Oregon, we had a third party governor candidate who had very few votes um, racking in and then got a big uptick later. Um, what, what we're not alleging fraud with that. What we're saying is, well, how did voters who were at her celebration party feel when she had very small number of votes and then the next morning they jumped up substantially? Those things create, they cause people to create or think conspiratorially, even if there isn't a, uh, the conspiracy isn't real. And the government is the ones creating it through their behavior. This is what I'm getting at. So I hope that makes sense to people. Well, it makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, I'm thinking back to the 2020 election and... Um, you know, I, I'm going to be an election denier on that till the day I die. I, I, I have no quest, no doubt in my mind that Trump legitimately won the votes. However, uh, you know, the government, he, he it's because he threw a monkey wrench in the plans of the, uh, government, you know, uh, basically, you know, going, going after things like, uh, the world health organization and, uh, the world, uh, economic, uh, whatever you call it, uh, Mr. Klaus Schwab, who says, you will know nothing and you will be happy by 2030. Yep. Now, why um, is it that Klaus Schwab looks like Dr. Evil from uh, the Austin Powers movie? You ever notice that? It's kind of like that. Well, I, 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 also, I also noticed, too, why I came up with the phrase, or somebody else did, but I'll just roll with it, uh, uh, Uncle Festerman. 
So there's that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, um, but, yeah. Um, but uh, what, what really got me in 2020, where I suspected heavy, heavy foul plays, I live in the state of Idaho. I'm an hour ahead of Pacific time zone. And California calls their election before Idaho does. And that has never, ever happened before. Then I'm finding out that a lot of people throughout the state of California didn't even get a chance to vote. I mean, what, story. whether or not uh, Biden won or lost or Trump won or lost that state, from what I understand, Trump, uh, you know, I kept saying Trump has no chance whatsoever in the state of California. And I, I don't know. I found out I was a bit wrong because I found out he was leading the polls there before they closed the polls and called it for Biden. So <coughs> a lot of people did not get to vote. You know, there's there's the fact that uh, there are people who have to work throughout the day and uh, they'll have to vote after they get off work. Well, some of them get off work in the evening time, maybe an hour before it, the precincts close. And uh, lo and behold, these guys get off work. They're supposed, they think they're going to be there on time. They get to the, they get to the precinct and it's closed. There was a lot of that going on. Sure. Sure. Yes. And, and another thing that happened here in Oregon is, is uh, Billy was last year uh, in 2021, the Oregon legislature here in our state had a super majority of Democrats that controlled everything. So they had the power uh, last year to ram things through. And they did all of that with our elections. They passed two House bills. One of them allowed them to count ballots for up to a week past Election Day, which is outrageous. And the other one allowed them to uh, count ballots, uh, you know, up to that amount afterwards. And then the other one allowed them to um, uh, this was had to do with the registrations to vote, which they're trying to change. And they want they, they want to get uh, things in this state to where you can register the same day to vote and then vote on your personal computer. They're trying to come up with something like that this February. I mean, these things are all outrageous. Now, we, we got enough control where the, we took their supermajority away. But this is where our lawsuit goes back to disenfranchisement, because the government's own actions are creating these outrageous scenarios. And to them, it's all in the name of, hey, we've got every vote counts. We want to be fair. And we want to have everybody get an opportunity to vote. So what they're doing is they're taking away the security of the elections by these outrageous things that they pass. And, and, and the security goes away under this doctrine that they want to create that we're doing it because we want every vote out there to count. We want every citizen to have the right to vote. Well, I'm sorry, there comes a, 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 a responsibility of the citizen. It's, it's a two-way street. We have a constitutional right to vote, but it's a two-way street. They have to make sure the elections are secure, and they can't take that away under this false thing that uh, everybody's got to have a right to vote. And if you don't agree with that, you're a racist. They love to use language like that. You're racist. You're a bigot. You don't care about uh, the, the public's right to vote when you think that we shouldn't do the things we're doing. But look, in the old days, you had to show up before they went to these mail-in ballots and the machines which we use, and we want to get rid of these. That's the ultimate goal in our, in our lawsuit and one of the prayers for relief. But in the old days, you had to show up at a polling booth. There was a poll book. Your name was on it if you were registered to vote in that, in that precinct. You had to show your identification, sign the poll book, then you're given a ballot, you go to the booth and vote it and turn it back in. Then the precinct adds all those up at the end of the night and they turn the results into the county. The county sums all those up and turns them into the Secretary of State's office. Now they want to centralize everything where it all goes into just one county. And then they have the mail-in system, which is just 
there's no way that that's secure. Chain of custody issues all over the place with it. And then this idea where, hey, you can register the same day, go on your computer and cast a ballot. This, this stuff's outrageous. It, it completely throws away election security. And it's why these people are being sued by us. We have no confidence in our election system unless they make it protected. And, and that's the duty of the government. It's their job to make sure this is all protected. And they're, they're not only failing to do it, they continue to pile on with new rules that make it easy to commit voter fraud. It's, it's, it's outrageous. And I think they did that in California. They've done it in all the swing states. All of these new rules came down after COVID hit. It gave them the perfect opportunity to do away with election security and claim we're giving everybody the right to vote. You know, let me let me ask you guys uh, something here. Um, let me just tell start it off with a little story. Is uh, and I'd just like to get your take on this and what you think of all this. But uh, I moved to Las Vegas and lived there uh, for far five years, starting in two thousand eight. Um, when went back then uh, at during that recession, oh boy, I remember those days. Um, but uh, I, the reason why I went there, a friend of mine called me because I was living in Memphis, Tennessee, and there, Memphis is a very poor city, and it was tough to, for me to get a job even when there wasn't a recession. So I, I had to go somewhere else because once the, the recession hit, it was just impossible there. And um, so, so I, I moved to Vegas and a friend of mine said, uh, you can stay here as long as you need. Uh, you have the couch just uh, and, and just pay for a little food, save up some money so uh, you, can, you can get a place of your own. And I, I said, that's cool. And that's exactly what I did, actually. I actually was lucky enough to get two jobs, save some money and get out of there. But uh, two weeks into being there, only two weeks, and I had Tennessee State ID. Um, somebody approached me on public transportation and asked me if I was registered to vote in Clark County, Las Vegas. And uh, I said, no, I've only been living here for a couple of weeks. I'm out trying to find a job right now. They said, that doesn't matter. I said, seriously, I'm sleeping on somebody's couch and I, I don't even have Nevada State ID. And they said, doesn't matter. You have an address here in Las Vegas. You can register to vote. And I said, okay. So I filled out the paperwork he gave me. And sure enough, I was registered to vote. Now, thinking that Las Vegas is a tourist trap, you know, you can have people that come in from like nearby Orange County or Los Angeles, whatever, say when it comes to election day, oh, I'm going to cast my vote. And then I think I'm going to go into Las Vegas and I'm going to gamble a little bit. Maybe I'll go cast another vote there. You know, it just seemed too simple to commit fraud that way. You know, I didn't even, I, I didn't even have Nevada state ID yet. They let me register to vote. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's what they, they've, they've uh, pretty much done that in Oregon now where if you move to Oregon, as soon as you uh, apply for an Oregon driver's license, they automatically register you to vote whether you want to be or not. And then they'll send a ballot whether you want to participate in the election or not. So you got all these ballots floating around. They, and then the person that originally moved to Oregon and got a driver's license might have even moved between the time another election occurs, but they're still going to send a ballot to the address on record if the person that they gave the driver's license to didn't update anything. And even if they did update it, they can get end up getting two ballots sent to the old address and the new. There's examples of this all the time. So there's just tons of these 
unsecured ballots floating around in the mail system. This whole thing stinks so bad. And it's the reason why I think in a lot of these swing states, you're finding uh, that uh, nobody believes in the outcome of the election because the polls taken that represented the sentiment of the public about which candidates they were likely to support end up losing in all these swing states. And it's happening because of this ridiculous vote by mail and the fact that you can get mules to stuff ballots into these boxes like they did in 2020. The whole thing just explodes. And the longer it stays, the worse it gets because they continue to have and can expand their phantom voter uh, credit line that they can draw from if they want to swing an election. And that's what's been happening. I think that happened now, this year in the midterms, and it sure as heck happened in 2021 with, uh, or 2020 with President Trump. Now, let me tell yeah. you uh, what happened, and I'll get to you in just a moment. I didn't mean to uh, jump, jump in right on you there, uh, Mark. Um, but yeah, that was uh, 2008 that I was just talking about, and, and uh, I did the early voting, and uh, shamefully, I, I voted for John McCain, of course, but uh, who else? I wasn't going to vote for Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, 2012 came <laughs> along, and I, I, I'd lived in a different place. And so I, I needed to go to my local precinct and uh, one of those same people from the Acorn Company who registers people to vote, but just by standing on the street, um, I, they asked me if I was registered to vote. And I said, no, but I need to update my address so I can, look, I can vote at my local precinct. And uh, they said, they say, okay, yeah, we can do that. And then they're starting to ask me stuff about to which is none of their business, what, you know. And I shouldn't have even answered. Shame on me. Um, but uh, they want to know, are, are you going to vote for Barack Obama? And I said, no, I didn't vote for his, him last time. I still don't like him. I'm not going to vote for him again. You know, oh, but he's doing this. And he's doing that. And, yeah. And and your point. I mean, yeah, the recession is over ever since he was he had started in office at that time. But uh, I could still see through his corruption. And mm -hmm. because it was it was a registration to it to a uh, Republican, um, you know, I filled it out so I could get vo vote at my closest precinct to where I lived. But come voting day, election day, I go to my precinct. Oh, you need to be on this at this precinct, which was an hour across town. Oh, if, man. In, uh, if, you know, if there's no traffic, maybe you'll get there in 20 minutes. Um, so, I mean, that wasn't going to work for me. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, I, I called a, uh, uh, nationwide hotline number and I managed to, to that's, they, they finally said, okay, you can vote at this precinct. However, you can only vote on the federal level. You can't vote anything, uh, with the city and state. And I said, okay, just, pr uh, for the, for president and whatever's federal, I, I can do that. And that's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, to give a contrast for folks, <clears throat> there's other swing states. There was Florida and Ohio, and I think Iowa was the third one. But Ohio and Florida in particular, I think, are, are, are good uh, rubrics to kind of judge. Um, it, it, they were able to capture the spirit of what some of these progressives want, which is easy access to be able to vote. So in Florida, it's very easy to register to vote. But um, they don't mail out ballots to everybody. So they don't do mail-in balloting. They do absentee and you have to go through a process to prove who you are and they don't go to you, you go to them. And they've had huge turnouts of voters in both Ohio and Florida, swing states again. Um, but they've made it extremely hard to cheat 
Yes. So, you know, uh, there aren't hundreds of ballot drop boxes everywhere unsecured with no cameras on them. Um, they have strict chains of custodies when the ballots are being processed, Democrat and Republican walking the ballot through, uh, especially in Florida. And what did you see in those states where the rules were set up differently? Republican sweep. It fit with the, the political gravity of the time. And the results were what people were, would have expected on a national level. Now, let's look at three other states, Oregon, Nevada, and Arizona. Um, we'll just not even talk about California right now. <laughs> <laughs> there are more people who voted in Florida than live in all three of those states I just listed. Yet Florida counted all of those in six hours. So let me show you how bad it is. And uh, I'll get to the nitty gritty here. In Oregon, they passed a law during COVID with no public input saying that counties could start tabulating votes seven days ahead of the election. Now, if you're in a, a close election and you want to know how things are coming down, that's a great way to get a sneak peek. See? So the thing is, it's shocking. In Florida, they can process up to, up to four days prior. So in Florida, they can stack ballots. They can put them in the little presser to take the creases out. They can get all the batches ready, but they cannot count and tabulate a single vote. So the, the thing that's amazing is, is they were able to count all of those votes in Florida, 20 plus million in six hours. And in Oregon, the purpose of, of starting to tabulate early was so that we didn't have to wait to get results. And now it's two weeks and we still don't have results. They're still counting. They're still counting in Arizona, see? Um, that has a deleterious effect on people's confidence in the process, in my opinion. I feel like we're being lied to. I, agree. I, I feel the same way. Absolutely. Oh, uh, no, no reason why they can't do this just like Florida did. And that was the whole purpose of tabulator machines. They were supposed to rapidly process all the ballots and produce a result the same night of the election. And this farce that they've created with all the new laws they passed has turned this into exactly that. It's why we're having all the trouble in Arizona. It's why, uh, you know, people like John Fetterman got elected in Pennsylvania. I mean, nobody was going to vote for this guy. He's handicapped. He's not capable of serving. And yet that when they add all the votes up there because there was fraud, there's no question there was. And they'll find it if they want to look for it. This guy ends up winning, just like okay. Trump lost in 2020, because it was all these nefarious rule changes that took advantage of COVID that put us in the bad situation we're in now. Unless you had the kind of leadership they've got in Florida where Ron DeSantis was saying, no, 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 we're not doing this. We're going to go back to a system where we got voter integrity. But in all these other states that are controlled by Democrats, uh, they double down on stupidity and, and trading in security for this so-called plan that everybody's got a right to vote. Well, well the humor, but let me, one more thing. The public service announcement from Shamia Fagan, our secretary of state here in Oregon, <clears throat> because she started getting people were angry because, you know, they, they didn't know the results of several key elections for two and three days after the election. So she put out a public service announcement saying that because of their, you know, these are superior people. I'm sure you've met them, that they are prioritizing accuracy and uh, and uh, transparency over speed. But what Chuck's saying is you can't in order for people to have integrity, we need to define it. Integrity of elections is the following. It's easy to get a ballot. The ballot has a chain of custody through its journey, whether it's absentee or vote in person. 
people have multiple options they can pursue. That makes things easier. But um, they don't mail out a ubiquitous number of ballots for people to abuse. So then what happens is, is people then are motivated to vote. It creates a culture in which people want to vote. And, um, you know, you, you then can set your ballots up and process them 20 million in six hours. Uh, in Oregon, all of these laws that the government passed to make counting quicker, every four-year election, it's taking longer and longer. So something's broken. Something's not working. And uh, in my opinion, it's going to have a disenfranchising effect on, on, on a lot of people. And in this case, on conservative people, people who believe in the Constitution, faith, freedom and family. Um, I'm just people are fed up. And, and, and the lawsuit also has the flavor to it where we're basically taking that position that Mark just described. But in order to, um, to validate our, our concerns, we're also going to be asking for a complete and thorough forensic audit of the result of this election. Because the attitude is, look, you people in the government created this crisis of confidence and, and all these stupid laws you passed that don't make any sense, that only are going to make it longer and more uh, difficult to try to get, get a result from. And because you did that, we want proof that the election was fair and that it was transparent as you, as you advertised it to be. So we want to look at all the ballots. We want to look at the envelopes. We, in other words, we want to kick the tires and look under the hood. And their, their, their position in, to this point with us has been, and to, to another lawsuit we have that, was, uh, that went through the state courts, was that it's none of your business. You leave this up to government. You don't have a right to look at our machines. We don't think that you should be able to look at them. They came, come up with all these stupid excuses that there's uh, security risks involved. Well, heck, we know there's security risks already in the elections because the machines are connected to the internet. I mean, they contradict themselves on a lot of this stuff. But no. we were saying we want to kick the tires and look under the hood. And if you want us to believe in this system you created, that's the only way you're going to satisfy our feeling of disenfranchisement and the fact that we don't think our vote counts anymore. So we'll see what the courts want to do with that. But boy, that's where we've got to go. We're not just going to take their word, the government's word for this, that it's all good, go away, nothing to see here. And that's the position so far that they want to take with all the voters in the state of Oregon. It's outrageous. Well, and I'll just, I'll, I'll summarize with this. So, and it's, you know, just a segue on what Chuck's saying. Um, in the, in 1954, Thurgood Marshall argued in the U.S. Supreme Court that the very existence of separate but equal systems creates a crisis of confidence, a psychological crisis of confidence that is detrimental to both white children and black children that things can never be equal, that a garden hose is not equal to uh, a functioning sink with hot and cold water. And so the, the, the Supreme Court was inundated with all these anomalies of where things weren't equal. And they, rather than fish through all that, they, they wrote that beautiful case and said, look, um, if psychologically, if the impact on the mind is this, and everybody agrees it is, we don't have to go through and rule on all these little things. Which is, is, which is why we're not highlighting and fixating on voter fraud. We're talking about all kinds of anomalies and, and the impact that those anomalies are having on people's willingness and belief and confidence in this system that their vote counts. And I think, I think it's a winning case, and I hope that makes sense for um, people watching or listening to this because it's a critical case. Um, or would you let us put a plug in for our, uh, 
our political action committee that's funding this lawsuit. Yes, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to touch on uh, before we uh, run out of time, because the clock is ticking, gentlemen, I'm sorry to say. Um, okay. but, but there was a very unconstitutional measure that also supposedly passed in Oregon. I think it was yep. one, 114 or 115, basically <clears throat> uh, a, a big infringement on the Second Amendment. Uh, I don't know if one of you could uh, give me uh, shine a little bit more light on that so I can fully understand. Well, what it does is it it says that you can you in order to buy a gun in Oregon, you have to take a series of safety courses taught by a sheriff or a officer, and that um, you cannot purchase a firearm without that permit. You cannot buy uh, high capacity magazines if you already own them. You can, but basically they're banned, and um, uh, it's a huge in my opinion because you don't need a permit to exercise an uh, a uh, constitutional right you see and that's the comedy of this thing so it's california passed something similar um but in oregon they're rushing its implementation and we were supposed to have 30 days from december 15th <clears throat> on the radio today the secretary of state says you will start implementing 114 on december 8th no explanation nobody knows why she came up with that it's insane and uh, believe me, it's creating a huge do not comply pushback. Um, yeah, there's already there's already two sheriffs in the state of Oregon that are refusing to comply with it. One is a, one of them is from Lynn County. And uh, I think the other one is in eastern Oregon County. But I know that we've got two sheriffs so far that are saying they believe after reading through the whole thing, it's unconstitutional. Therefore, they are not going to comply with the order from the secretary of state. They're not going to enforce it. But that creates a conundrum in and of itself. But I can tell you that uh, the Oregon Firearms Federation is, is, is going to put up a heck of a legal challenge to this whole thing because it is unconstitutional. But it may not have even passed. This is part of the voter integrity thing. That's why we want to look at this whole election, not just the candidates, but all these measures as well. well and, yeah. and, and I believe Mark had a, uh, Mark had a uh, uh, you know, these lawsuits aren't cheap to fund. And Mark was going to plug his uh, his his battlegroundoregon.org. It's yeah. all, all one word, battlegroundoregon.org. If anybody listening or watching this wants to contribute to that, we would very much appreciate it because this lawsuit is not going to go away. And there's probably a lot of litigation to go before we'll get a final outcome of it. So uh, and, and we want we want ours to be successful to the point to where uh, it will gain national attention and be joined by others like Carrie Lakes and what she's going to be doing in Arizona, because she's in a similar mess down there, just like this whole system has created for the state of Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is a mess. And I, yeah. I, I was going to ask for, uh, for those plugs too, but, uh, just, uh, just kind of wrap up, uh, that, uh, that measure here. So, uh, yeah, well, as my, uh, my, green, <laughs> my green screen, uh, there doesn't like it too much. Yeah. i I'm a Here go. I, luckily, I already bought my firearm, so yeah. and I'm all permitted and ready to go. But if I hadn't done that yet, I'd be in trouble. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to get one. Yeah, so yeah, I carry a Glock 48 uh, 10, 10 round magazine, and uh, yeah, it's a, and I know that uh, oh Biden or Biden is pervertus, the man who who doesn't even belong in there in the first place because he didn't legitimately win. He he's, he wants to call this an assault weapon now. Yeah, but, of course. Yeah, exactly. But then, but then again, any, any weapon can be used as an assault weapon. 
I mean, uh, one thing, because I'm a huge Walking Dead fan, I've got a, a real Lucille bat. I mean, I'm, <laughs> if you guys know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it's a, it, I mean, yeah, a friend of mine built it for me. Uh, a real Louisville slugger with brand new barbed wire nailed to it. All Amen. right. But, uh, <laughs> there's no way in hell I would use that for self-defense because uh, even somebody broke into my house, I hit them over the head with that. You know, I mean, a weapon like that is, you know, that, uh, that would be kind of hard to argue in court with a weapon like that. So, you know, it's yep. uh, a, a gun or a machete is probably the better bet to use. Amen to that. Well, the, the bottom line is these are natural rights. Government has no right to infringe upon them. It's why the founders put them in the Constitution. And what what Joe Biden uh, uh, wants us to believe is that we um, that the government has the power to force us to ask permission to defend ourselves. That's ultimately what he's saying. And uh, uh, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I have no intention of complying with it. I mean, that's what they're doing in South Africa. In fact, uh, I don't know how far this has gone, but sometime over a little over a year ago, I'm sure you've heard of those horrible farm attacks that happened in South Africa. But uh, a man was uh, being assaulted in his own house. The assailant started to put a screwdriver into his ear. And while this is going on, he managed to grab his pistol and, and uh, get the job done while he had a screwdriver jammed in his ear. He's being charged with murder. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. That, that's the way the Biden Justice Department works now. I mean, the people who believe in the Constitution, I mean, it, the whole thing has been turned on its ear. You can just see what's happened, like the J6 crowd. Uh, it's outrageous those people have sat in jail like they have. They, they're treated worse than, than uh, the people, the terrorists were at, at Gitmo. And yep. they're not give, being given oh. any constitutional rights. The Biden Justice Department is totally upside down. And they weaponized it to where it goes after anybody that doesn't have a political belief that aligns with theirs, which means anybody who believes in constitutional rights like we're talking about here. They're after all of us. Well, uh, you know, Tina Forte, uh, she was endorsed by the Bearded Patriots. Uh, she was uh, AOC's opponent. And yep. she was she was in Washington, D.C. on July, or excuse me, January 6, 2021. She wasn't anywhere near the Capitol when it happened. She was just in the city. And uh, there, she's a person of interest. <laughs> yeah, I rest my yeah. case. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we, uh, we always need to push back from the biases of, uh, of government. And fundamentally, this lawsuit, we, we engage in this because ultimately we're tired of being lied to. I've never met anybody that likes being lied to. But our government loves lying. And uh, so I just want to encourage people. It's battlegroundoregon.org. And we really are hoping for a lot of small donors, $5, $10, $25, because it shows um, um, the more numbers or the, the higher number of donors is a, is a good political tool here in the state of Oregon in this virtue signaling, woke, leftist, progressive, communist, Marxist state. Um, the, the one thing they're afraid of is ha- large numbers of people. That's what our yeah. government yeah. Exactly. Ba- exactly. Battleground Oregon. I'm going to have to look at that. You know, I mean, there's, I, I'm getting more involved with uh, the Idaho Freedom Foundation. I was just in Salt Lake City uh, where I talked to uh, uh, a guy who's, he founded a organization called Defending Utah. You know, I mean, these local state uh, 
organizations that, uh, you know, I want to, I want to do what I can to get more involved. So you can count on me looking hey. in on that. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, uh, guys, we are out of time. I want to thank you very much uh, for your, your time here. And I want to wish you the best of luck in this, uh, even though I know Lux doesn't have much to do with it, but, uh, we, you know, we, you know, we need to pray for guys like you and guys like, uh, Lloyd Brunson, who I talked to, uh, earlier, you know, who's, uh, you know, actually just trying to find some form of justice and, 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 uh, you know, just, uh, right all these wrongs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, well, what, that's what we hope to get out of this. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. It's a, it was yeah. a good. Yes, we thank you very much for for uh, having a, this discussion, and uh, we hope to to have more as we go forward. Absolutely, yep. we'll be keeping in touch for sure. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Billy. You bet. God bless. All right, there you have the discussion with Chuck Weiss and Mark Thielman. Yes, uh, interesting stuff there, and uh, definitely advise you to go check out the Battleground Oregon website. Coming up, uh, got the next music set. We have American Wrecking Company, going to be followed by Jade Marie Patek, Carolyn Rodriguez, Eva Under Fire, and Steve Hoffmeyer. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, Come on if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
Critical race theory, social justice indoctrination, and the sexualization of children have infiltrated our schools and libraries. Leftist organizations and causes are being funded with your tax dollars, and it's happening right here, right now, in Idaho. Our state is at risk of becoming another California. But one organization is working to fix that, save Idaho, and save America. The Idaho Freedom Foundation. For 13 years, the Idaho Freedom Foundation has been fighting for Idaho's future, our families, and our children. Exposing and defeating socialism and taking on the establishment. But now we need your help. Get involved. Learn more about the Idaho Freedom Foundation at IdahoFreedom.org. At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point, located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government, 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know the best way to deal with a disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, visit TerraVivos.com. T-E-R-R-A-V-I-V-O-S.com. X-Point. X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one size fits all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. ConcealedCarry.com is your source for firearm education and instruction, an online store of apparel and firearm accessories, and a media outlet for the firearm industry. ConcealedCarry.com offers training, news, information, and products that help and empower American gun owners to be citizens who are prepared and willing to protect the innocent from the criminals, predators, and terrorists that would feed on our communities. Concealed Carry Inc., the organization behind ConcealedCarry.com, has a team of instructors that teach in-person and online firearm training classes across the United States of America. In today's society, everyone is safer and better prepared by obtaining as much education, training, and knowledge as possible. Firearm training is a lifelong pursuit. Get armed with the knowledge you need as a firearms owner. Visit ConcealedCarry.com today. That's ConcealedCarry.com. ConcealedCarry.com. Proudly endorsed by the Bearded Patriots. Welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics, IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Steve Hoffmeyer with Amanda. Yes, cover of uh, Waylon Jennings classic. Before that, Ava Under Fire with War. Before that, Carolyn Rodriguez with Toxic AF. AF, I'm sure, stands for as fuck. So toxic as fuck. Before that, Jade Marie Patek with Drive. And starting off the whole set, American Wrecking Company with Mad by Design. All right, uh, moving right along, talking more of the aftermath of the 2022 midterm elections. Being joined by the icon, Stephen James. Here we go. 2022 Midterm Elections. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving right along. Of course, I am joined by the icon, Stephen James. What's going on, brother? Not a whole hell of a lot, except for the fact there's a whole hell of a lot going on with election 2022, even though we are damn near two weeks post-election, and yet this is exactly what is dominating the news cycle. That and, you know, Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, Dave, Dave Chappelle, yeah, he's making waves again. 
Um, but uh, no, I I just cannot help but uh, suspect a lot of foul play uh, once again, just as I I was afraid would happen. Um, uh, you know, the I mean this uh, big red tsunami that everybody uh, that uh, people were predicting. Uh, really did not happen. I mean, the yeah. well, I mean, it kind of did. We did take the house back. Yes, we took the house. Now it wasn't a you know massive wave. Don't get me wrong. We didn't just completely dominate the house, but we did flip it. Yeah, we. It took two weeks to do it, but we flipped it. We we flipped the house, and and now we're looking at looking at the Senate race. And, uh, you know, the, it looks like this, we're, we're not going to have the majority, uh, at least the Republicans aren't going to have the majority, but they aren't really going to have, have, uh, the minority vote on this one either. It is just split even. And you know, what I do not get is Alaska. Why has a, Alaska hasn't called their Senator yet. And it's a Republican against a fucking republican so we uh, the simple fact of that is the votes right now are extremely close and they're counting and recounting and then counting again to avoid a runoff to make sure they get the call right and then of course uh, georgia stops all together because herschel walker and uh what's his name warnock are are just so neck and neck that uh, they're going to have have a runoff election there. I still never understand the concept of a runoff. You count the votes and you declare a winner. If the votes are super close, you count them again. If they're still super close, you count them again. But either way, the votes have already been cast. You can't just I never got the concept of well, it's really pretty close, so we're just going to have another election. What the fuck? What, what a fucking mess. And and then, of course, uh, yeah, I mean, it uh, looked like uh, for a while we're, we were uh, going to take Nevada. Uh, and and it, w- it was looking pretty good for, ne- for Nevada for a little while until they just kept on going, oh, Democrat wins it. Democrat wins. Arizona has turned blue. Let's just face it. More or less. Uh, uh, we did get Colorado, so that's good. And that's 100% official. You know, the Democrat did succeed there or uh, concede. Let me bring up the, the map here and just just to make sure here. So uh, Senate election. No, Colorado is blue. Uh, uh, as far as the House, it is red. Oh no, I'm ta- I'm talking Senate, not the House. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's so we're still waiting on Alaska. Georgia, like I said, is going to have a runoff. And uh basically those are the last two. Right now, uh the GOP stands at 49, the Democrats stand at 48. And uh part part of it too, uh I don't I haven't looked at it, but uh, we had uh, third party candidates win in a couple of other states. Uh, so, 
you know, the interesting thing about a third party candidate, a lot of the third party candidates simply run as independents. And to be fair, let's face it, that's really where a lot of us sit as in the middle. A good majority of us out here are social Democrats as far as, you know, gay marriage, um, legalization of marijuana, and a handful of other things. Mm -hmm. But we are also for smaller government, lower taxes, a strong national defense, and, you know, state's rights. So that puts a lot of us on the right. I don't understand why there's this big divide between the two parties when the vast, vast majority of us in America are in the middle of the two. And really, I think it's because of, you know, honestly, two things, Hollywood and major cities. Mm -hmm. You take L.A. or Hollywood, you take New York, you take Chicago. I mean, Illinois is a great example. That is a red-ass fucking state outside of Chicago. But you count count Chicago, and it's, uh, it's... And it's a blue state. Yes, yes. You know, but, and uh, if you're endorsed by Donald Trump, that could be a curse now. I mean, let's say Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania got his ass handed to him. Don Oz. And Oz got his ass handed to him. Don Bolduck. Now, interesting on that one, Don Bolduck in New Hampshire. Of course, uh, he loses to Maggie Hassan. And, um, you know, I like I got uh, I got friends in New Hampshire. You know, I've got Matt Connerton and the and the people in Manchester. And then, of course, our our, one of our brothers in the Bearded Patriots, John Grosvenor, um, you know, they talk about how a good, good uh, size of the population of New Hampshire does not like Maggie Hassan. However, I think uh, Don Bolduck, um, where he where he lost, was uh, he should have just stuck to his guns uh, on his uh, original opinion that the twenty twenty two or excuse me twenty twenty election was stolen, and he, he should have just kept on denying it because because maybe he'd have won if he uh, didn't flip flop and say, "Oh, Joe Biden won uh, fair and square." That. You flip-flop like that, and it tends to put a a sour taste in people's eyes. Well, that's very true. And by the way, speaking of all these different runoffs, when you have a presidential election that is being contested and was as close as it was, why do they not have a runoff for a presidential election? I've never even heard of a. This is the first time I've ever heard of a runoff election. Oh, I've I've heard of plenty. Uh, 
it typically happens uh, literally on a very local level, city and county. Uh, uh, being here in Arkansas and, uh, you know, smaller population areas, it does happen. Uh, I've seen it actually happen in the last three elections, including this one. For much, you know, lower level things. I'm uh, the city I live in right now uh, is, as a matter of fact, in a runoff. Uh, we've got a runoff scheduled for. Uh, fuck, I forget exactly what it is. I'm sorry, but for uh, my city's mayoral election, and I don't get why they have runoffs again. If you count the votes, count the votes. If there's a winner, one. I, I I never understood the fact that if you don't win by a certain percentage, then there's a runoff. Well, no, if you win, you win, but that's what it is. But if you want to go on that same logic, if it's good for a mayoral election in small town Arkansas, why wouldn't we have a runoff election for president of the United States? Yeah, yeah, I, I get that as well. Um, I mean, shit, what, uh, 2000, probably a good example right there. A very good one, and I think there's a very good chance, honestly, that if they would have had another runoff election or, you know, counted the votes properly one way or the other, that Al Gore would have been, you know, president number 42. It wouldn't have been George W. Bush. Yeah. You know, in that, in that regard, by the way, I want to say, I'm rather glad it wasn't because I don't think Al Gore would have handled nine 11 nearly as well as George W. Bush. And while he fucked up a lot of things after the fact, Handling 9-11 was more important than what he fucked up. Yes. Yeah, he, you know, uh, I don't know, and, and the stories people come up with, like uh, his reaction when he was uh, with that uh, classroom full of kids uh, just uh, moments after uh, what had happened in New York and D.C., you know, um I don't know that, and they they judge by the look on his face or whatever. I mean, how else do do you react when you hear news like that? And you, he was in shock as the rest of the fucking country was. Yeah, oh no, it was like yeah, uh, somebody else said uh, he had a look on his face as if good as planned, good. No, it was. I don't know what to feel right now because I'm in front of. You know, 500 fucking cameras. I have to hold my shit together so that I can find out what's going on. Yeah, I mean, people are good. People are always going to make their uh, their own conclusions, their own conspiracy theories, what uh, things like that, or whatever. But well, uh, you know, still, I mean, looking back on that. Uh, I I'm lately I do believe that um, that uh, you know it it pro it should have been as 
democracy was supposed to be, uh, Gore should have won that election. As much as I don't like him, and I I did not vote for him, uh, you know that, uh, you know I I just have this feeling that uh, Bush may have cheated since he had it, you know he had especially with Florida and his retarded. Well, that's what it came down to was Florida. Yeah. And his retarded. When his brother, when his brother is the governor and his hand pointed election supervisor was the one that, you know, pulled all that. Yeah. I I don't doubt in my mind for a second, there was a little bit of, you know, nepotism going on with that shit. And by nepotism, I mean election fraud. Yeah. That being said, do I think there was some going on in the last presidential election? Well, we already know there is because there's a Russian businessman, and I forget his name uh, at the moment, basically came out and said, yeah, we've what with your election? What are you going to do about it? And they didn't fuck with the election on behalf of Trump. They fucked with the election on behalf of Biden because, well, they control his son. And that's where you have everything. Uh, yeah, and all the, sh- the shady deals that they're behind right there, too. Um, but I did, I did get a video. I don't know how far this is going to go, but, uh, the, uh, they, they are going to look in, into, uh, in, investigating Biden. Oh, I'm sure they will. Uh, about two years after he leaves office. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, or who knows? So actually somebody else had a prediction that Biden's going to die. Uh, before his his uh, next two years are up, and uh, I, I don't know that that's so much of a prediction as it is a legit legit possibility. I mean, look at the man; he is not in great health. He's what? How old is he? Seventy five, seventy six, seventy seven. He's old as shit. He he's he's like a seventy nine eighty. Oh, okay, he's basically you know Reagan esque in his advanced age. The difference was you know Reagan was always very physically active. Biden crashed a bicycle. <laughs> um, Reagan Reagan until the Alzheimer's basically put his ass in a bed was riding horses every day and being very physically active, which keeps the body fit. Don't get me wrong. I get it. In later years, the mind was another issue, but that's not what we're talking about. Biden is not that physically active. (laughs) He's really not. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could have a massive heart attack or stroke or just you know, whatever problem. fucking die in his sleep. Yeah. And don't, don't forget to the, the stairs up, up to uh, air force one. Boom, 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 boom. 
Oh God, if he fucking fell off those stairs, yeah, nope, that's game over. Uh, he already did. He fell on those stairs. I mean, yeah, but he fell up rather than down. If he got to the top and fell down, that's <laughs> we but, have President Kamala Harris at that point. Oh fuck! And we should. Oh, pray to God for the good health of the president that that never happens. As bad as he is, oh, we... she, oh, she she's a fucking retard. All right, there's no other word to describe it. Kamala Harris is a fucking retard. She can't fucking string a sentence together. I mean, and and speaking of retards. I, I've got friends in Pennsylvania. They are Trump-hating Democrats who do not like John Fetterman and said that they would vote Republican before they voted for him. Well, you know, I've said it on this show, uh, well, this network many times. My mother was a lifelong Democrat. Yeah. A severe left wing Democrat who ended up voting for Trump because she lives in California, because she's very familiar with Kamala Harris, and she's just like, I can't believe this idiot was elected to anything. Well, you know, you know what uh, Kamala Harris is best known for. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, I do uh, hard poor corn uh, porn gangbangs. <laughs> yeah, the person that uh, went vert uh, yeah went horizontal so her career can go vertical. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, but more importantly, what's, what else is very disturbing about her is uh, during all the George Floyd bullshit and all that, she she was one along with the uh, crack scene waterhead who was saying that uh, there needs to be violence and uprising in the streets. She, yeah. I mean, she was all about burn, loot, murder. Well, she didn't put it that way, though. Uh, she, no, she did put it that way that uh, I can't remember what the quote was, but she said there there needs to be more uprising. No, no, I, I get that. She said, you know, uprising and we need to be out there and we need to basically riot. That's where she gets her little pass as she never flat out said, you know, burn shit. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't even care about that as much from a vice president is the fact that she can't fucking string a sentence together. I mean, well, Biden can do that better than her. Biden can do that better than Uncle Festerman. I mean, God, and I, I just don't get how that idiot. That's the thing is, if, if, if is that your bar? Can you do it better than Biden? 
well, then fuck, I should be president because I can string a sentence better than Biden and I can be more cohesive and informative than the goddamn president. So I guess I should be vice president, right? No, I mean, it's pretty sad that Biden can uh, articulate a sentence better than those two can. Well, that's actually that's the real problem. The difference between the two is he just reads off a fucking teleprompter better. So does that mean she's illiterate? Uh, Or does that mean whoever's writing her goddamn speeches is illiterate? In which case, if she had half a fucking brain herself, you would fire the goddamn speechwriter. But she's just as dumb as they are. Yeah. Yes. I mean, goddamn, the uh, advanced staff couldn't spell fucking Louisiana right a few weeks back. By the way, so uh, I was at uh, Red Pill Expo last last weekend, which is why we didn't have an edition of Outlaw Radio. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were out there and shit like salty. Yeah. Yep. Out out in Mormon land, as they say. Did you pick up a few new wives while you were there? No, no. <laughs> that no, I didn't get into the polygamy lifestyle, but thank uh, God, because you can't control the one you got now. <laughs> but uh you know I, I knew who uh uh uh, G. Edward Griffin was uh, prior prior to the uh, Red Pill Expo, but uh, there was a there was a video taken back in 1969 talking about uh, a you know a communist takeover of the United States, and basically uh, you know talking about a lot of shit that we're experiencing today, and uh, and how. Uh, you know, black people will have an uprising, and and of course, white people are going to be on their side. And whoever whoever has any difference of opinion, whatever whatever, is going to be labeled as a fascist, a racist, a a phobe, or whatever. And well, that's the number one thing. If you disagree with the left about anybody that doesn't look like you, you're a racist. Period. Yeah. That's it. Yep. There. Well, he he said, God, you know, it's. Can't really. I'm. I'm not going to say he was a prophet or anything like that. You know, like a, a a Nostradamus. But you know, he was talking about this shit back in 1969, 50 years before it actually happened. And I'm like, oh, what the holy fuck? Well, the interesting thing on that is, if the internet would have been around back then, oh, uh, we'd all, we'd already been done a long time ago. No, I mean he would. He would have been labeled racist, and that would yeah. be it. You know, but uh, you know, I I didn't think much of uh, who the person was when I watched the video. Little little did I know that uh, yes, uh, G. Edward Griffin is still alive today. I didn't I didn't think in a million years after watching that uh, video uh, when I first saw it, like a, oh maybe uh, a year and a half ago for the first time. I'd be I'd go to Salt Lake City and meet the man that said that. And it turns out he is a potato farmer in Oregon. <laughs> but uh no, 
Redskins, not Brussels, by the way. But uh, for those of you watching, uh, by the way, there's a couple of quick announcements here. Uh, uh, number one, of course, you're watching uh, all, all the videos being uploaded to Rumble. We're going to continue to be on Rumble, but we're also going to be on uh, soon uh, Josh Now TV. So we'll, we'll have another platform uh, that the videos are going to be uploaded to. And then uh, the Red Pill Expo that uh, I was there with Mike. Um, we're still still working on uh, putting everything together. And uh, soon that uh, full length with all the interviews that were recorded at the event uh, will be released most likely later this week. So keep your keep your eyes open for that. And uh, believe me, I talked to some interesting, interesting people. I mean, I'm not one all about uh, the conspiracy theories about extraterrestrials. Uh, however, uh, yes, uh, Ismael uh, Perez, I think his name was. If I'm, I I interviewed him and I can't remember his name, damn it. But uh, yeah, he, he wrote the book and some great details on that. You know, I'm not really into those conspiracy theories. However, I do, I find them interesting. But, uh, you know, I mean, the likeliness of them is like, I'm, I'm always been kind of meh, whatever on, on uh, UFO and ex extraterrestrials and, th and shit like that. I'm, I'm more concerned with what's going on now with what we're dealing with, with, uh, our elections being a fucking mess, our government being a fucking mess. You know, I'm I'm more concerned with all that right now. I will say this about the, the whole extraterrestrial extra ET yeah. thing. Yeah. I will kind of half-ass paraphrase uh, Carl Sagan on this one, which I know is a bit odd for a conservative like me, but I won't say that I necessarily believe that there is life out there. I will say that if there's not, it is an awfully big waste of space. <laughs> but I will say this, though, and I'll echo what I said uh, when I was uh, when I was uh talking with the gentleman is I, I said, you know, we got to consider the fact too, given our technology, it takes six years to send a, a ship to Jupiter. And that's within our solar system. And I believe that our solar system is the only one that supports life. Now there are other solar systems out there with other planets beyond our own. And if it, and if uh, they're coming over here, not just from another planet, but from another another solar system, then that means that uh, we'd better play nice with them because we don't know how advanced their weapons are. But we know if they're able to make it all the way out out there for out here from what way out they there. They are definitely way, way, way more advanced than we are. Exactly. I mean, God, what as Earth has only had electricity for about 125 years. Uh, they've other other worlds, maybe, maybe they've had electricity and other forms of technology for the past thousand years. And 
obviously they have avoided inventing the internet. Maybe. Maybe. Well, if if they've expanded this far, they have. (laughs) Yes. All right. So uh, it's about time to... uh... To, to call this one here, but uh, of course, uh, if uh, you have something to stay, say to Stephen, the number is 732. Yo, bitch! <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for, for now. Uh, starting uh, next week, by the way, I do not plan on missing any weekends for the, for the rest of this year, and we, we don't have much of the year left. Well, that's a bold statement. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll 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 go back to the normal Steve solution uh, next week. So, uh, and that I will say, even though it is the day after Thanksgiving when we record, anyway, and that it's Black Friday, and I've got to work a sixteen-hour shift where I work. That being said, I'm still going to be here because I love you guys that much. Yes, indeed. All right. uh, So that's it for this segment. We are out, everybody. And that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. On tap for next week is always yet to be determined. Going to end the show with Gunshot Blue and Rocky Road. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Fresh Baked Tees, T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to FreshBakedTees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better. Get the best night's sleep in the whole wide world and more with MyPillow, pillows, and other products. Are you and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency? Visit MyPatriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. Check out 
out We the People holsters made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. The Tactical Brotherhood is veteran-owned, and the gear and other products they sell are all American-made. A portion of your purchases go to support organizations for veterans. At ConcealedCarry.com, find news, get firearm instruction, and buy accessories and apparel. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. We are proudly sponsored by One of a Kind Art 43, created by professional artist Tammy Blackman. Tammy offers free consultations and will customize your art piece to fit your needs. Each of her pieces are, as the name suggests, is one of a kind because each are personalized pieces and once she is done, there will never be another. If you are interested, go visit Tammy on her social media pages, Facebook and TikTok by searching One of a Kind Art 43, where Tammy broadcasts her work and she's making custom tumblers or canvas art for another satisfied customer. You can always reach out to Tammy through her email at oneofakindart43 at gmail.com or call 409-234-5156. Although the prices vary, the quality is unmatched. Again, her social media pages are one of a kind with underscores between each word, followed by the word art and the number 43. Thank you again, Tammy, for another presence on this show. Pancakes. Hot, fluffy, delicious pancakes smothered in butter and warm maple syrup. Growing up in foster care, Terrence Williams always dreamed about big family gatherings around the breakfast table with Grandma in the kitchen, cooking up a big family breakfast. As a kid, he could almost smell that intoxicating aroma of those delicious hot and fluffy pancakes. As an adult, he has cultivated his love for cooking and his passion for food into his line of Cousin T's pancake mixes. I'm talking gourmet pancakes here. Go to CousinTees.com. Browse all the pancake choices including buttermilk, apple cinnamon, blueberry, and various limited edition pancake mixes. Show the world how much you love Cousin T's pancakes with Cousin T's apparel and drinkware. Go to CousinTees.com. C-O-U-S-I-N-T-S.com. Cousin T's, y'all, the best pancakes you have ever had. You can't count for these pancakes. Get yours today. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy, the one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. 
visit our official website at OutlawRadioABS.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Baby. 